Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best, juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat in four sides. Mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corn, or beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing! Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's Family bbq.com for more info this man needs medical attention holmberg's morning sickness the old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail good morning everybody hello there welcome to the morning sickness it's wednesday at 5 45 let's do this thing my name's john holmberg there's brady bogan brett fastly big dick toledo off we go for another glorious day, although not so glorious. Very strange uh, moment yesterday. You guys don't even know this. Wait till no. you hear this one. So uh, there we are. Uh, uh, yesterday I had a meeting with the guys from Stand Up Live and uh, Copper Blues. There was just one, Matt. Little tiny Matt. There was a uh, – Brett, you'll love this. All right. So Larry McFeely, we all know, is of the uh, Jewish persuasion, yes, correct? Yes, That's not an insult to people who think I no. just called them cheap. I didn't. Um. Lane is another person here who is also a Jewish person. Matt Coleman is oh, here. Yeah. We went into the into the little kitchen area to grab a drink and just you know uh, Tom, the sales guy's in there, and we Matt knows Tom, so they were going to go chat in there. So he says, "Where's Tom?" I took him to the kitchen area. Uh, Larry points to and Lane comes in. Larry, Lane, and Matt are all in. Like we've corralled the Jews into one spot. <laughs> <laughs> It's been done before, never so joyously. <laughs> so we, we had them all in the kitchen, and uh, Larry points at Matt Coman from behind to Lane and says, huh? To, to uh, Lane, and Lane goes, oh, yeah, I know, he's another one. And Larry's like, no, 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 look, there's barbecue at the table. He was pointing past Matt, but she looked at him and said, <laughs> yeah, he looks. So I told Matt, I'm like, the saddest part of that is she doesn't know you, and she just thought, he looks pretty Jewy. Yeah, they knew what they were. They had like this weird kind of communication of there's a fellow, a one pers- of us, person of the shul was in the room yeah. and said, uh, but he just pointed in the direction of Matt. And she turns, he goes, yeah, I know he's 
He's very Jewy. And I told I told Matt, I'm like, you don't, you're like short and small little Jewish guy, but they just point at you and other Jews recognize your, your Jewishness. It's a curse, Matt says in a while. And today's a big day. For the Jews, yeah. Well, we were talking about that and getting Larry in here to make us bagels and bring something in. Uh, to, uh, it's Atonement Day, Yom Kippur, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And they atone for stuff. But evidently they do that through some sort of meal and... Matt was trying to talk Larry into making those bagels. Hit. And is it going to happen? Oh, man. You know, Larry's parents owned that bakery oh, yeah. for 100 years well, a down. A famous Jewish bakery in, in Phoenix. Yeah. Karsh's oh, yeah. bakery was Larry's family. And uh, Larry He's, can make those bagels at home. He worked on it for like a year. For like, yeah, it was crazy. He yeah. makes, and they're good. Like yeah, people, they are. But, he's, but he's very Jewish with them. He doesn't bring them out too often. <laughs> They're hard to make, I mean, especially in a home oven and stuff. But, man, he's crushed out a few. Remember for a while he was making them every day? Yeah. And he'd come in with the Asiago cheese and the cinnamon ones like he was going to start his own place. And then it just stopped. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so Matt was here yesterday uh, from from the clubs. And we're talking about some stuff. I got a Halloween show with the band we're going to do, Night of the Singing Dead again. That was supposed to be an annual event, but, of course, COVID ruined that. So we're getting that thing together for uh, the 30th of October. We're very excited about that. And Matt and I start talking about uh, the Happy Endings comedy show and uh, just, you know, ideas of who to get on the bill and whatever. And we're throwing names around and, and seeing who's this, who's that, one that keeps popping up. Uh, Matt's not so sure is a good idea. Uh, is that the one we were talking about the other day? It's Steve-O. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about Steve-O and maybe he's there, maybe he's not. And we don't know and there's no formal offer. We throw out a bunch, a bunch of other names. Uh, this is probably about 11 in the morning. Um, Matt says, you know, I got Norm coming January. We could switch that out because oh. I, I like, I know, I like to have uh, the comedian that we have in a relationship with him. Like over the years, we've met so many. I'm a huge comedy fan. I love, you know, I've always been, I stay up late at night and watch comedians. My dad and I used to listen to cassette tapes of comedians. He didn't even like them. I got my dad into it as a kid. I, I've always loved it. And so uh, he brings up Norm. And I'm like, well, we've got hours with Norm. Norm is a great story for our 20th anniversary because he was actually the very first person I ever did an interview with on the radio, which was at The Zone with Jim Sharp. And Jim was doing the show and I was producing it. And Jim didn't know. He knew of Norm. Didn't I, I'm like, I know this guy up and down. It's like yeah. one of my idols as far as the way funny works. I'll never have a brain like Norm MacDonald. N- nobody did. And I said I would, I, and I told Matt this, and I'm like, "Well, Jesus, if we can pull that off, I think Norm might be a little bit strange." But along with another, like we could get Lovitz and Norm, and like people we've had relationships, and just have an, and probably uh, uh, Kevin Nealon, and have a, a an Saturday SNL Night Live well, reunion, yeah. right? You know, it would be incredible. And I'm like, that would be like as far as Holmberg's happy endings goes. If I could put together something for this, a nostalgic show in our twenty, that would be incredible. So I'm like, amazing. Uh, Matt leaves, and not two seconds after his car pulls out, the alerts come in that Norm died. The mere mention of doing our show is now killing. Like, Ralphie's dead. Brian Callen decided not to. Uh, Jim Brewer doesn't want to do uh, tours anymore. I mean, everybody that's ever done our stuff outside of Nate Bargatze is uh, is dead or quitting. He's a can, black widow. And now, yeah, and now my succubus, mere mention of saying, hey, that would be to get Norm to headline our thing would be unreal. And, uh, and I, I, I mean, it's done. No. And then, sure enough, Mark Randall and I were, we were like, I'm not kidding, two minutes had passed. Yeah. 
since the let's see if we can get that done. Maybe we should get Woody to do the show. <laughs> so now it's Rosie O'Donnell, Woody from the Woody Show, and for no reason at all, Paul Marshall. We're just going to go ahead, knock out any competition that that may exist. No, it, it was crazy. So uh, and then just uh, a gut punch to find out that Norm McDonald, the great Norm McDonald, uh, had cancer for nine years. Most of the time, we knew him. Uh, I know. So How many times cancer. you come in and and you know you try to sift through all the memories and thoughts of I'm I'm upset you didn't were you a McDonald's fan Yeah, you, I like McDonald's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And and uh, it's things it that was you story get to, time you, every oh, time he came in. That one time he just wanted to do a movie scene where he was Super Dave Osborne and I was I think I did Liam Neeson. He's like, just take one of your impressions to go. You know, I'm like all right, all right, you get that done. And, and uh, it stopped him in his tracks when he yeah, when, started when John the, went into Liam. Was, oh yeah, because it, it was the scene with uh, Fontaine. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. The, he was is it Vince Fontaine? No, no, that's Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Yeah, and he's talking to the Godfather. Yeah, and uh was like, I'll pick out the scene. So he gets on the computer. And he, there you go, you get that. All right, you read this part. I read that part. All right then. And so uh, he reads a line, and then I read my line as uh, Liam Neeson. He goes, geez, that's good. And then he did the entire speech. I think he was the godfather. The entire speech, which is like two minutes long. We had to take a break and come back to it because <laughs> Norm wasn't going to – as Super Dave Osborne. Wow. Which was just odd. But as it went on, it kind of was like maybe – <laughs> and as a host, you're kind of like keeping an eye on your internal clock saying, is this, is this still worth doing? And then it stopped. And then it started being funny again. Like it did that wave of not funny. And then okay, this is like for some reason this is working again. And he just sat in there and, and uh, did that. Fearless. It was awesome and uh, beyond fearless. Like Norm was just th- th- funny. Like the world's a lot less funny without a guy like Norm Macdonald. I, I, I. There are like three or four people I point to as to uh, just being people that I always said I'll watch whatever they do. Not movies. I don't care about their movies because that's not them. But Phil Hartman. Norm Macdonald, and uh, you get into like the old Eddie Murphy stuff, and you're and those are the people that I was like, this is what funny is, and then Brian Regan, who I think is a mind on its own. But uh, and it's kind of yeah, cool. He was one of those um, comedians that his mind is always working. You can say that about a lot of comedians, but he studied it. He appreciated uh, he good a, humor. He, a, he just he loved a the professor uh, of comedy. He was and and as a as a you know person of. Uh, uh, always paid attention to that stuff. I remember his hits on Letterman were were always because he'd polish them. He was all, he never ever took a break on a TV hit or anything like that. And of course, getting fired from Saturday Night Live, the epic story of of you know his his executive boss Don Olmeyer was friends with OJ Simpson, and the joke that got him fired was, "All right, well, it's finally official here in California, folks. Murder is legal." When OJ got off, <laughs> and uh, and Don Olmeyer didn't like it because he was friends with OJ. And Norm always said the guy got rid of me because I was buddies with his, or I made fun of his golfing buddy. But yeah, and the the, the you know everybody always does this. I always, I don't like eulogizing people. Yeah, I wasn't great friends with. Clearly, I wasn't. One time, I went to the Improv to drop something. I forget what I was doing, and Norm was there, and we had just had him on. Maybe it was the second or third time, and he's on the top of the stairs. The show's going on, but he's not on yet. The opener's on, and he's standing outside having a smoke or something, and some girls with him. And I hear him like, and I'm coming up those uh, that little staircase to go up to the to Tempe Improv, and uh, he's like, "So well, if you don't want to, you don't want to, no big deal." <laughs> and that's what I hear him saying. He goes, "Hey, there's that guy from the radio." 
And I walked by, I'm like, how you like, doing? so nonchalant. How you doing? How you doing? Guy from radio. And I just, I had to go. So I was, I was dropping something off and I just left. And I'm going to stay for the show or uh, Okay, no handshake. And I just left <laughs> and I just started laughing. Uh, and then the, like the pinnacle of this job, the little, little small things that come from this are uh, people that when I was young and wanting to be around funny and not understanding what funny was, uh, as far as like, I just, I'm, you know, you think you're, humorous and whatever and then you look at people like this guy's got to figure out nor nor mcdonald texting me once was probably the coolest thing that's happened in these 20 years that was that and it, it only happened because of frank caliendo was such a huge fan and numbers were exchanged and uh did a thing i think it was the time we did the godfather thing and he was super complimentary afterwards and then uh threw a text my direction and i was like that might be that might be what i've always wanted here that's you just you should moments. do something with it. I mean, he didn't say anything like I that. I, it was probably something mean, but it was like uh, I, it was something about his, his number. And it was just that that surreal moment where that fourth wall of somebody I truly kind of, and I don't do this much, sort of idolized in a how-does-your-head-work way. Uh, uh, it just threw a hello at me. Uh, it was the craziest. And, 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 and those it's, are those moments I don't, I don't take for I do t- Actually, I do take for granted, and I need to stop. I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't take pictures with people. I'm a, I don't have memories all yeah. over my house of this stuff. I try to keep it in my head, and uh, and those are those moments that, I regret. That uh, is freaky in a way when you say that. It's like not intentionally, but now all of a sudden, way back when he he would always you'd ask him to do something I never thought he would do, and um, I don't know who between you and I, but when we did that, my wedding video oh yeah yeah oh yeah and without doing it he's doing it and i was thinking about it to him like yeah he was Norm. on your wedding video are there other dead ones is ralphie on there i can't remember oh, ralphie's definitely on there i'm positive of that you're killing people wayne well, static we, too again though that word yeah exactly wayne static was yeah, your wedding wayne. Man. yeah <laughs> we're we're yeah, it's a marriage no good man it's not, look at the time i think i'm it's gonna no good <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you're on for 20 years. People are going to start dying. Exactly. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I said, uh, Carson and Letterman were always the people I looked to as like, man, I guess maybe it's innate in people who do this stupid job or are meant to do this, is this hosting thing. I always marveled at the ability to direct a show with people uh, just other people. I, I always, I always looked at Carson and Letterman as geniuses when it came to like, wow, they're they're pulling the puppet strings on this thing, and it's going all over the place. Especially Letterman. And then I got into like just Phil Hartman being just just so smart and funny and and brilliantly, you know, concocting ideas and and then Norm. Those, I mean, those are the guys that I've, I've the first ones I think of when I think of who who would I say I always looked up to or admired without ever knowing and those were the guys and to get to know norm that way was 
I mean, it, it was a guy, Caliendo text me yesterday. He was like, I don't have emotions. You know that. Uh, I don't have empathy for death. I, it, and I'm kind of the same way. Death is just a thing that happens. I'm sad when it happens. It was a gut punch yesterday. That was a weird one. That was like not supposed to. If anything, I've been doing Norm's voice for your dad because I yeah. think they said like, your dad sounds like old Norm. So now my Norm impression has turned into your dad and now more your dad than Norm. Uh, but There who, goes that bet. Who would have ever, yeah, <laughs> ever guessed Torp would have out, outlasted Norm McDonald? But yeah, it's... Uh, it's strange when people you we got we didn't. Get it hits know. home a little Look, bit. I'm not going to claim to be his friend. I'm not going to pull no. a frat here and say, "Oh, we were buddies," and this we weren't. But it was. You I came in just enough, and there's yeah. enough. I mean, every oh. time you know, there's a handful of uh, those comedians that you come in, and a lot of the talking is off the air. Yeah, that are just oh. amazing. Oh, discussions. The, I always know I was in trouble because on during a story, he goes, "Yeah." You got a dump button? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and he'd take it all the way to the end and then and clip us with something massive. And I just always loved his ability to lead you down a path. And sometimes his stand-up at the improv or whatever, he was just experimenting. Uh, and it was, he's just, he was the best. And, and again, silly little moments that I've always taken for granted that I'm trying to be better about. I think it's age. I think you get older and you start realizing I've kind of let 20 years pass me. And I think it's a lesson for everybody to, to to really sit back and smell the roses, which I have never done and I'm trying to be better about. Uh, thanks, therapy. But I, I truly am. Like, I've always just let everything blow by and, like, it's all – what's next, what's next, what's next, and never what what has happened. Yeah. That's why I don't like celebrating the 20-year anniversary. They want to do parties. I'm like, no. I'm supposed to work for – I don't want to look back. Forward, 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 because looking back means you're done. There's not – like you said, there's nothing in your rearview mirror – that can help you going forward if you keep looking at it. You just carry it with you. But I sometimes you have to pull the car over and hit one of those scenic vistas, and I've never done it. And yesterday got me thinking at the time uh, that I actually did have, like, giddy schoolgirl moment when Norm knew my name before he said, hey, it's a Holmberg. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. These are surreal seconds of an idiot's life who's he enjoyed always – enjoyed coming in. Oh, I just, I mean, just- he was great. That was a gut punch yesterday. Frank said the same thing. This is affecting me. And I'm not affected by these things. It's really strange. So I, uh, losing Norm was rough. If you want the, the example of what you're talking about of uh, taking time to appreciate, you know, the, the old saying, stop yeah. and smell the roses. Yeah. The Bill Wyman documentary from the Rolling Stones yeah. is on uh, Netflix. Pretty amazing. And that is a guy, he, the one member of the band that did that his whole life. No one ever knew. I mean, he's got a collection. Oh, he was collecting? He, he would collect f- film and air, he, he just was... You'd see him back there playing the bass, and that's what he did. Yeah, I he was the boring one next to Charlie. Yep. Yeah. I see, and it's I worth still watching don't because he's a guy that like, and that's what musicians were reflecting. He's like, man, he really just yeah. would appreciate at that moment playing yeah. stadiums. I've never had. To, it. I've never been good at it. And well, I don't it know. goes by so fast. That's yeah. the problem. And that's, and, and you don't and have those things. That. And everybody always says that. Well, what about if your memory starts to fade? And don't you want pictures? And if my memory's fading, the pictures are just going to spark things that are going to piss me off because I can't remember this stuff. I have stuff. no idea or what you're talking you. about. Yeah, it, it confuses I mean, just like it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't want. I was there on that. <laughs> is that me? I don't want that. I just I'll go until the thing doesn't work anymore. But and, and I think maybe and to, to, you know if I have to you guys, I think that attitude for me has kind of permeated the whole show. There aren't. There is no hallway of photographs of all the people that have come rolling in here and all these. I'm not nostalgic as far as I'm concerned or the shows because I always think we're going to do something better tomorrow. Or, and it's not this driving 
ambitiousness. It's just this, we can, we'll just do something else tomorrow. It's just this fun day-to-day thing. And I think you start getting into the grind of your, everybody does it. But those moments when like that happens, you're like, geez, that's, it's weird. I, like, it's strange that that, that happens because when I, I remember hearing when Ralphie died, I was in the other room and that was, that was less, that affected me because I always knew as a friend, and we did get to be friends. Ralphie, yeah. you, me, we were all friends. Uh, and you always knew with Ralphie, uh, he was going to die. It's a matter of time. And that call was coming. And, you, and that was the helplessness of being his friend is that you watched this guy killing himself. You know, you watched him dying. Every time you saw him, you're like, this might be it. But you still didn't expect it. And with everything call. going, you know, especially towards the end. Oh, the divorce and yeah. all. Yeah. But you still didn't know when the call was coming. You right. just knew it was coming. It was always this looming, impending dark cloud. And when it came, I was more pissed off than like, and it just, it, it gets you. It's like, oh, man. And then there's nothing you could have done. There's a countless amount of people tried to help Ralphie stop. And it wouldn't. And then you look at Artie Lang, who was with Norm the first time I interviewed him, and you're like, when is his turn? And everybody says they're waiting for that call from him, although he's straightened up a little bit. That's uh, amazing. There's tons of them. He's- there's tons of them. But, yeah, he's uh, – it was it was a – you know. So there goes happy endings because that was going to be awesome. And if we could have pulled that – and, you know, when I when, – actually, when Matt first said it, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Is the celebrity theater and is Norm – 61-year-old Norm – going to drag them out for this and then we put another you know a couple of other headliners on there what, how kind of you got to mesh that show somehow or another and make it work and i know frank would have happily come out again and because he's been kind of a mainstay with our happy endings thing and uh and then well now it doesn't matter so we're back to square one so i really think in hindsight after all said and done Norm is a real selfish dick for doing what he did because we had this planned out as of yesterday that this was going to be the Norm McDonald happy endings thing. And now, Jesus. One step closer to Gallagher now. <laughs> is he still alive? Did Gallagher outlive Norm? That's yeah, because of all the, get Gallagher down there now. It's all the fruits. You know what? I do that. I, well, and again, not to disparage Norm, I have tried so hard, and I'm not kidding, phone calls. Uh, pushes. Everybody's pushing back. I want Bill Cosby for the happy innings. Who would have ever got? I, I would. He said. And he what was, is Matt saying on that? Oh, he won't do it at all. Yeah. He's, not, he's <laughs> like, you're paying out of your pocket. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're an insane person. You take all the calls. I'm like, all the calls means all the people. Okay. And and I would. I, and it isn't because I support Bill and his. He's a free man. I would have him out just to see what the, I, the morbid curiosity is bigger than the. Comedy curiosity. I want to see Bill Cosby's show just to be like the same way OJ dares have a Twitter and opinions out loud to the public. I, I, like Bill, uh, what are you going to talk about? The 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 gigantic uh, red elephant in the room, and you're going to do your dentist bit again? I mean, what does he do? So I've been talking to Matt. He just shuts me. Mark won't even think about. Like, but it's the cheapest Bill Cosby would ever be, and then he just canceled this tour again anyway. So, Cosby and McDonald together. I mean, if Norm came on just before Bill Cosby, the jokes would be all about Bill There's Cosby. A guy. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, a two drink minimum at the Cosby Show. Forget, ah, forget about it. We'd have the Four Peaks. We'd put a special beer out. Oh man, They're called the Sleep, <laughs> <laughs> the Theo. Sleep, Theo. I mean, come on. Or just on. get some farm money to sponsor it. 
Big farm money. Oh, farm. Uh, not like yeah, FAR. Pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, pharmacy. Would, yeah, if we could get Glaxo welcome, if that's still a thing, or Pfizer to get out there and help us out. Either way. And I don't want to be, you know, Mr. Sad Sack. That was a tough one yesterday. Norm Dyan was, and I, it sucks. I'm going to start losing them all. Lunch with Lovitz was another one. Even though I didn't, like, fawn over Lovitz, I always liked John Lovitz. But sitting down and hanging out with John Lovitz, when you break the the shell of John Lovitz and become part of his inner self, it's different. Like, because yeah. he is a very closed off, strange man. Very strange. Very that was the first time strange. I met him yeah. when he was in here. I'm like, wow. It, it, incredibly strange. But once you, it, you've seen him really comfortable. That's he really comfortable? Me. Yeah, because he, he, he has embraced me. But uh, and everything else around. I mean, he's that's a he's, safe he, spot, yeah, right? I'm safe okay. spot. And, and he does it when I'm with Frank. Yep. He goes to Frank. I, I, he likes me too. But then Frank and and he and I had lunch together, and it was comfortable. I was at dinner once with him, and I was the only one he was comfortable with. And I was like his whoopee. He was leaning on me like people were around, and he he was just in a uh, shell. And he's he's just it. But that's another one that was kind of that moment. Like I can't believe this is a thing in my life. The dude I used to watch as the liar when I was fourteen, golfing with Kevin Nealon. Nealon was a blast. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the best rounds. Yeah, it's crazy, ever. but yeah. So we we're lucky to have that kind of stuff. But Norm dying stinks, and I got a ton of emails saying people like, "Oh, Norm, not Norm," a nine year battle with cancer, and you hide that, and the deadly kind, not the you know not something you just carry around and you oh I'm in remission and whatever the deadly kind of cancer. So it makes me wonder when he came in here all fat that time and he said he was eating too many milkshakes to start his day. Could have been the medication. Yeah, there's something yeah. going on there because he got big and fat for like uh, like six months and then he was normal. He was normal. So, you know, Norm McDonald. I want to play something in the 8 o'clock hour, which I think is the, the most polished comedy I've ever heard in my life, his last hit on Letterman. A, it was hilarious. B, it was probably the most touching thing you can do to tell uh, – Dave goodbye, and he did it in 2016 or 15. And I remember telling him, I'm like, hey, that was, as a fan of comedy, as somebody who, who's watched a lot, that might be the greatest uh, four or five minutes of stand up on television because you, you hit it all. You were funny, you were new material, and then at the end, this heartfelt tribute of my life wouldn't be anywhere near what it is without you, Letterman, because Letterman loved him. And, uh, and there was like emotion. It, it ran the gamut of everything you could imagine. I'm like, that guy, and he said he worked for months on that. He said, I wanted that to be perfect. I'm like, I think you nailed it. So, Some of those tributes, like, I mean, what Letterman had to say about Norm and Conan yeah. O'Brien. Oh, his time on Conan. If you go back and YouTube all Norm stops on Conan, you'd die laughing. Like, you'd have to stop. It's, they're great because he was filthy. There's a thing he did back when he was on Dennis Miller's old HBO show. Uh, I think Chris Rock had him on there, too, but he, he was a time traveler. And all he, all he came back with was uh, terrible cuss words. <laughs> which was just great He's, he was the best so somebody said hey why don't you have Dave Pratt headline happy endings that's a great idea <laughs> that, hey buddy I don't feel so good it's working <laughs> we could have Pratt do it if this thing truly kills people or ends careers I mean Jay Moore he doesn't do anything anymore been pretty quiet Brewer only does like you know uh, he picks and chooses I love Jim but he's pretty much done with show business again he hates it. Uh, you know, everybody, Callan, he had a nightmare after he did our thing because he got. <laughs> who was a pop by. First, Dalia popped by. His life fell apart. Callan and him had to fight back. We got to keep this quiet. Ralphie's dead. Norm was like top of the. We were going to make the call yesterday. 
yesterday. Let's see if Norm can do this. Literally two minutes later, killed him. Killed him dead. So what I learned from all this is I can't be in a room with three Jews at the same time. It's just bad luck for people I love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, the world is a lot less funny today. That is for sure because that mind was unique uh, all by itself. So tip of the captain, Norm. I know he can't hear me because he's dead and it's all over and stuff, but just the memories. And it makes me really think, and I don't know if this is going to last more than a day. I've been trying real hard for a year or so, maybe more, to uh, smell the rose, to appreciate, not, not run my life through walls. Like I, and just, I'm terrible at it. I, but that doesn't mean I want to start taking photos with everybody that rolls in and turn into John Jay and Rich and, and just we have got, this. We this, got plenty that we don't remember. Oh, I don't, yeah, there's, look. It's just a life well-led when you're like, there's so many things I did that I enjoy that I don't even remember. Like, it's, I think it's great when somebody goes, remember that time you and I did that? And I'm like, no, tell me about it because it sounds great. And then we, it turned out we had a great time, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah. I love remember. And that's why I think people like Facebook. Uh, for, and Instagram. Well, when it does the as, throwback thing, when yeah. it starts to remind you of things you did on this day. But I react to the, uh, I, I mean, it's the cynicism part of it I'm that I hate. Um, the day that you know, like yesterday, all of a sudden, the people that are posting stuff about um, and, and it, where one of it is a tribute to him, but it all of a sudden it turns into more about that. Person. Well, that's what Pratt's always known for when he's, he eulogizes somebody by telling a story about how they loved uh, him so much and they let him play his guitar and. Eddie but then Van I try to say, to, well, they're you know. Nobody knows what to say. James Brown named his band. James Brown named his band, named Dave Band. Ridiculous lies come out of people's mouths when they try to, and it's, I don't, I, look, I wasn't friends with this guy at all. There's, uh, Norm would, I'd probably have to reintroduce myself if he walked in. He'd remember, like, hey, it's John. That's fine by me. He's not supposed to remember me. He saw him like maybe twice a year. But when we saw each other, it was, there was a connection and a little chemistry and fun and that's gone and that stinks. Because I, I truly somewhat worshipped that that brain of his, the quick wit, the ability to formulate a story, the ability to to twist something into something funny that wasn't funny is just the Super Dave connection, the Super Dave impressions, how much they golf together. <laughs> oh, him! I thought you meant he and I having our Super Dave impressions. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, know, but yeah, his he golfed. the actual relationship knowing, with Super Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowing uh, Super Dave, which is just brutal, Bob Einstein. Uh, and he's dead, too, for God's sakes. He's been on the show, but we weren't going to have him headline anything, although I would have loved it. Who will we kill next? That's uh, that's debatable. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. Uh, we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Yeah, I want it. You really, really, really want it? Yes, I really want it. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet! Mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.